been listening to highlights from the Creative Process interview with Manuel Billiger, Director of Photography of the Gilded Age, Inventing Anna, Jessica Jones, and other shows. This podcast is supported by the Yami Shasky Foundation. The camera is my tool of choice. It's what I've been given to express what needs to be expressed and what needs to be told. So I'm definitely very particular about composition or lens choices or camera placement. Both Vanya and I really like working with our camera operator, Oliver Carey, who's got a brilliant and a brilliant mind. And he's always able to make suggestions to make something better than I would have thought or I would have seen because sometimes I'm just busy and it's just lighting something and then it gives him time that he always looks and finds a way to enhance what we set out to do in the first place. And for Gilded Age, what I had thought, how to use the camera to work in these two different worlds of the new rich and the old rich. Something that Vanya had proposed was to shoot the old New York with anamorphic lenses, which have a bit more of a nostalgic feel and are more associated with big, grand, old Hollywood movies. And the New York, the newly rich, the Arivist, with spherical lenses, which are a little sharper, a little flatter, a little crisper. I think as as a creative, it's important to keep challenging yourself and to keep coming up with new ideas and new approaches to your artistry. So I was happy and I was grateful that I was trusted into something that was a bit of a departure of what my previous resume maybe would have suggested. And I hope I didn't disappoint. Every time you start a new project, it really starts with the page of the script and then you're being taken on a journey of discovery and hopefully a fruitful discovery because it's not that every script or every book resonates with you and there's a certain dialogue that has to happen between yourself and the material i think that i learn as i go and i kind of follow what is given um on, on a page i always regard the script as a blueprint where uh, you know just at first you just read what's on the page you read the story you just get, get to know these people and then only when you read it the second and third time i really start thinking about imagery and approach and what would be an appropriate way to tackle the story at hand visually in creating something i think it's very much about a dialogue but between the material at hand and yourself and your collaborators. There's so many different creative minds behind any of these projects. The writer, director, production designer. It takes a village and I'm happy to be part of this village. I also had the very good fortune of working as a camera assistant and as a camera operator with other uh, cinematographers that so I learned a lot from them and they, they became mentors in a way. And it was kind of like a fortunate path into becoming a cinematographer myself. I really do like the prep work, the pre-production work on a project, probably the best because it allows you, it gives you time. It allows you to come up with ideas and to mull over them and to change them, to shape them, to redirect them. And then when it's go time, like on set, that's also incredibly exhilarating to finalize it in that moment and say, okay, this is it now. This is it. There's no redo. There's something very daunting about it, but there's also something incredibly exhilarating to be able to complete it. I was born in Zurich in Switzerland. I grew up in Zurich. My mother's Italian. My father's Swiss-German. That's where I was born and raised. And and I did all my schooling there until high school. And then for university, I went to Berlin. And then after Berlin, I came to New York. And I love being here. I love New York. It's always a source of a lot of inspiration. But I think what defines me most is maybe that that the way I was brought up, bilingual, Italian and German, I think maybe also sparked some sort of a creative drive, knowing that there's more than just one way to express something. Obviously, there's multiple ways to express something in the same language. But I had this advantage from birth, basically, to actually know that you can actually express the same thing in two different languages with two completely different sound systems and be able to switch back and forth and to see the differences in verbal expression as well. That's something that probably defines me more than being part of any specific nationality.
what was I like as a young man? I forgot. When I was a young man, <laughs> no, I don't know. I know that as a kid, I was very shy. And maybe as a young man, I started shedding that a little bit. Um, what was I like as a young man? I don't know. Maybe a little bit adventurous. Adventurous in the sense that exploring more than just finding, trying to find a path in this life. And it's a process that took me probably quite a long time to get to where, where I'm now. Because I was thinking about it, that I was maybe 19 or 20 years old when I read Goodbye to Berlin. I was in Berlin. And that paragraph just really struck me. I am a camera with the shutter open. And one day, all this information, all this needs to be developed, printed and fixed. And I thought I was, you know, I was dabbling in photography back then already. So the terminology and the photographic process was not new to me. Yeah, it really resonated with me a lot because that sentiment allows you to give yourself time. I think the importance of film and the arts or, or the arts in general is to bring people together and to have a communal experience. Everybody gravitates towards maybe different kinds of artwork or different forms of artwork that they prefer. But what I find is that overriding aspect of it is that there's some sort of communality, the shared experience. The other that brings people from extremely diverse backgrounds and life paths together in this one moment where, you know, everybody's focus is on this common thing and, and you make a connection with not just the work of art, but, but also with other people who are experiencing the work of art. A very crucial element of storytelling is to show the characters within the environment and making the environment part of the character, especially in Jessica Jones or in Luke Cage. The city was a very important storytelling element like an extra character that was living and breathing. Also, I think that showing the characters within a certain environment it informs the character, it gives the character more depth and background. What surrounds the character is very much in the foreground as well. That's why I usually gravitate towards shooting with wider lenses. It just intertwines the space and the human within that space. When it comes to fight scenes, and they are kind of fun to shoot because it is, in a way, a bit of a dance between camera and the characters. There's specialists out there that know more about choreography than I would ever know, or, or that suggest a way to shoot a fight scene, for example. And oftentimes the director comes with their underlying idea of how they would want to depict a certain fight or a certain moment, and or a moment like that. Maybe we think, well, it would be best if there were no cuts, if it's just like one continuous shot. And then the fight choreographer, the stunt person, the stunt coordinator come up with a solution that doesn't necessitate a cut uh, necessarily. It's just a different approach of how do you want this fight, for example, or this, uh, this sequence, how, how do you want it to feel? How do you want to bring the audience into this? And there's always many different ways how to do it, but you always have to be on the lookout for the way that best serves the story and best immerses and invites the audience into, into this world. The way actors can turn on and off a character in between takes, for example, it's something that I find fascinating, how you can give all of yourself into a role and into a character and make it work and live it and, or pretend live it. It's kind of a privilege to be privy of witnessing transformations like that. I have the highest respect for actors who embark in that journey and take risks you know, while doing so, especially. I found that incredibly uh, important or incredibly uh, fascinating to not necessarily spell everything out, but to leave enough room of interpretation for, for the audience. But I don't think that the audience necessarily is better served having everything explained and everything presented on a platter, just in tiny, small little bites that are easily digestible. I think it's actually, it creates a much more immersive discourse if you leave certain things unspoken, but you mention them and then leave the audience the freedom 
the creative freedom to actually fill in the blanks or to construct a narrative that is maybe not necessarily explained or not necessarily the right one, but it makes you an active person. One way to invite an audience into your stories is to leave room for interpretation and to let them witness something that without necessarily explaining every single bit and telling them how to read this or how to see this, but just giving them some sort of a creative license as well. I think that's important to maintain that level of involvement from an audience because in the end, we tell these stories for them as well or mostly if we're not telling them to ourselves we want to go wider with it and touch upon something that resonates there's many ways to approach it but I find that maybe that the open-ended approach is more interesting rather than something that the approach that explains everything and, and leaves no room for any doubt there's seen another element that sadly isn't or only extremely rarely is available on set while we are making these images, the music and the rhythm. I always find that what I do that cinematography, I find it very musical in a way. There's a certain rhythm in it and there's a certain tonality in it. Just the way it has this it is with the same temporal continuum. I always feel that there's a strong parallel and a synthesis between music and cinematography. Most of the time, it's a surprise when I see what kind of music or what kind of sounds are being added to a scene. And I always feel very flattered when I hear the music to it. And just to see that someone's creation actually added so much to the depth of the images that we created, I find that I'm, I'm eternally grateful when I make this discovery. But again, and this comes back to the aspect of collaboration and of all these different aspects and all these different creations, kind of like building each other up towards something bigger and grander and more powerful than you would have thought or that would be possible if you're just by yourself. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this highlight. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.